0: I stand amazed that God should ever love me. you convicted your heart that you might go free. He paid everything. Amen. His great salvation. Praise God. It's his power. He's the one that deals and changes hearts. And he's still alive today. Yes, and Lord. there's hope. And I glorify his holy name. Thank you, Lord. I stand amazed that God should ever love me so much. To the prison, and I've worn shackles and chains, but I've been freed and forgiven. I'm not going.
1: are all-
2: began to moan and complain at the water's head about the shape they were in. Then Moses stepped forth and said, Keep the faith, God is on your side. He's gonna lead us across the waters no matter how deep or wide the boy
3: like everybody left, doesn't it? Maybe we ought to go out there with them. Now, I thank the Lord for his presence today. Thank you for the, the service, the singing. I can feel God's presence. I thank the Lord for watching over us. I wanted to mention, uh, my uh, grandson, the grandson-in-law, his uh, sister and her husband's here. And I appreciate them being here. They came all the way from Pennsylvania. And if you get up there, be careful because he's a cop. Okay? I don't know if he'll give me a special attention or not. But sometimes I, I used to have that card ahead on the back of it God is in control, and I used to think, boy, if I get pulled over, how am I going to explain that? You know. But God's been good to us, and I appreciate them being here. Uh, I know there's a lot of needs. I know there's a lot of and the way the enemy is attacking our people and the way the enemy is attacking this world. We live in a dark time. We live in a time where the world is getting darker. You know it, and I know it. I'm not here to put our country down or our world, but I am here to tell you that God made provision for all things. And I want to talk to you today about something I think is lacking in our walk in, the, in this world. One of the things that stood out to me this week And I thought about it when Patty got up and testified about being a prodigal. The prodigal son came to the place where he knew how to get home, and he knew the road that went home. And he came to a humble place where he fell on his face, and he began to think about his father had all kinds of servants that didn't that he could go and be a servant to his father. He had taken all he had and spent it, and he had wasted it. And I thought about that because that's what I kind of want to talk about, but it's not in the prodigal son. I want you, if you got your Bible, to turn to the 35th chapter of Isaiah. There is a highway that leads home. How many knows there's a road that leads home? Jesus paid for it. He paid for it, and if I can say one thing to Christians today, I got to say this. We need to be walking on that highway, and I want you to hear what this highway is about, but I want you to understand something. The reason the world don't see Christ in us because we're not walking the highway. Sometimes we as Christians walk alongside of being Christians. We don't really want to get into it. We don't want to get up on that road because that road is a road of holiness and we don't want to go there. We want our ticket to go to heaven but don't ask me to do no more and we don't walk where Jesus laid out the road for us to walk. Now, I know that's a simplicity, a simple thing but I'm going to show you in scripture what that what that's talking about. I want you to look at Isaiah 35 there's a scripture in Psalms 1:6, just one little verse. It says, the Lord knows the way of righteousness. How many knows the Lord knows what, what it means when he looks out into the world and he sees a world that's not walking righteous? How many knows the Lord knows what righteousness is? He knows if we're walking righteous or if we're not. And it says also in that verse, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. How many knows the way of the ungodly is all across our nations? Ungodliness is everywhere. They don't want God in it. I listened to what they call the CPAC thing yesterday, uh, the other night, me and Shirley did. Didn't even know it was on, but just happened to come by it. But it had Rick Santorin, one of the guys, it was a senator somewhere. And he was uh, speaking on this thing. And when he did, he was talking with another woman It was a Christian. And they were talking about this very thing. They were talking about how the world has gone so far off. They don't want Christ mentioned in anything. They don't want God mentioned. They don't want our schools talking about it. He went back 50-something years and started talking about how they removed uh, the Bible out of school. They took Christ. You can't mention his name anywhere, anything. They want to do their best to shut you up. Why? Because they have decided They can't handle the conviction that goes with it. They can't handle the responsibility of walking the righteous walk. You do know the gospel will tell you which way is the right way. But we don't want to hear it. In Isaiah 35, verse 3, listen to this. It says, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. That means a payback. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped, and, the, and then shall the lame man leap as a heart, which is a deer. And then it says in the tongue of the dumb shall sing for in the wilderness shall the waters break out and the streams in the desert and the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons which is considered jackals I believe where it where each lay shall be grass and reeds of, of rushes and that means the water gets wet and the water brings up those reeds, and it also brings up. You ever see? Maybe down in Florida, you'll see water uh, out in the water, and you'll see bushes growing out of the water. Well, that's what bulrushes. Bulrushes is these bushes that grow. They grow out of water. They grow in wet ground. What he was he talking about? He's talking about a day coming. Isaiah's talking about a day coming when all of a sudden. The dry, desert, dark world that we're in or that that was there is going to come with something that's going to bring it like a springtime. It's like when the springtime comes and the waters begin to flow and all of a sudden things begin to grow and things begin to bloom. How many knows the gospel when it came, it came with love and hope and grace and mercy and forgiveness. It came with the truth. And we needed it. The world had to have this plan of salvation that God sent through his son. And that's what he's talking about. He's talking about what's coming. It goes on, verse 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring man, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there. No ravenous beast shall be upon it, upon their own. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy and upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now there's, there's obviously more going on there than just when Jesus comes. There's a returning of Israel going into bondage. Isaiah's been warning. Jeremiah warns them they're going into bondage, but Israel did not listen. They would not listen. And so they rejected the message of repenting and coming back to God and accepting God's way. So God was sending, but he not only sent it through uh, what God, Christ came and brought, which brought life to, the, to a dead world. It brought light to a darkness. Well, we've also got a day coming, and this is including that. It's including a day when Jesus returns. And when he returns, the grounds will, will change. Things will change. You've heard that how that when he steps his foot on there, and an earthquake will happen. And the, and the mountain will split in two. And you know what? That day is coming. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But I want you to hear this. This day of this highway is here. We are living during the time of the highway. The highway should be, and what I'm trying to get at with this, when it talks about the lioness, the lion, and the ravenous beast. And those things that can when you walk for God, if you truly walk with God, there's victory in when you're walking with Him. There is a way, a holy way to walk with God, that if you walk that way, no enemy can stop you. There's no devil can stop you. There's no ravenous beast. There's no lion. No lion like the the Bible talks about. Uh, Satan being like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Did you know he cannot stop you from walking this way of holiness? And when you walk this way of holiness, let me tell you something. You walk forward and there's joy and gladness and there's victory going on. There were, when Jesus walked here, they couldn't handle anything he did because why? He met the needs of the people. The church ought to be walking the very same way through this world. We ought to be walking with victory. There ought to be things going on in our life, our personal life. If you get on that road, let me tell you what they do on the railroad. On the railroad, I worked there all them years, and I can tell you that when you walk up to the tracks, it's either about two foot higher than normal, or it's about six foot higher than normal. It'll go somewhere in that direction. And what am I talking about? They will take the railroad track right through the mountains. They will take it through uh, over the mountains. They'll take it through the, the valleys. They'll take it all way But they will clear the road, and they will smooth it over, and then they will lay it down, lay a foundation, and they will build it, and guess what? It runs higher than normal ground. Let me tell you what the highway to heaven is. Highway to heaven runs higher than this world. When you get on it, let me tell you something. The devil can't stop you from living for him. Are living for God. There's nothing in the world can stop you. You're gonna ride a higher rail is what you're gonna do. You're gonna get on a road they can build you look at this road right out here. It's built higher than this than the normal ground around it. Why? They build it up. It's built up because God built something that we can walk right over the top of this world. I don't care what the devil throws at you. I don't care what your problems are. I don't care who you married. I can't help who you married. You can't help who you married. You marry them and you learn to live with it. Yeah. I know. And you learn to pray about it like the Bible tells you. And you learn to let things change as they should. And you learn that God's with you even when the enemy seems like he's fighting you every day. But how many knows when you're walking the way of holiness, the enemy has no power over you. You can walk this holy road from the very cradle to the grave. You can walk this road. There is no, there's nothing can stop you from walking with Jesus. Oh, there's going to be, Opposition, There's going to be problems. They killed Jesus walking that road. But I'm going to tell you something. They killed the, the apostles walking that road. But I'm going to tell you something. They left a mark in this world. And we'll leave a mark to those left behind. It's important what we do. It's important to what you leave behind of what you're doing. This is a highway of holiness. We don't like to talk, church world don't like to talk about that. We want to talk about something, Connie said it this morning, a religion or something that fits what we like. But when God says to rightly get on your face and call upon him, when he tells you there's a way of holiness to walk, you got to get in your mind, I'm a child of God and I must walk this walk. Quit playing off the road. Quit falling off the road. Quit getting off into the things that the world is going to take you right back. And you can't have that protection when you ain't walking the highway of holiness. You're diving right back into what the world's doing. Turn down to Isaiah 40. And I want you to look at three verses. Verse 3. Says the voice of him that cry in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Listen to me. I don't care who you are. When John the Baptist came, he said, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. That stuck in my heart all week long. DJ couldn't get over that. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. What was John the Baptist doing? He came to prepare the way of the Lord. What's he doing? It says here. this is the uh, prophecy for that. It says prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. How many knows what he's saying. John the Baptist went out and he began to preach that he's coming. He began to lay out the road. He began to say repent, prepare yourself. He's coming. He did not want you to worship Him. He didn't come and say, I'm Him. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Did you know when you get under conviction and you come and you repent, that's a good thing. Repentance is a good thing. It's my friend. I know when the, when the, uh, the Savior, our Holy Spirit, He comes down and He convicts you and He causes you to want to get saved. He causes you to want to repent. That's a good thing, but can I tell you something? It's not the same repentance as what John is telling. John is telling you to repent. He's telling you to prepare. Prepare for who's coming. Now, what am I saying? You know what? There's a lot of you tried to clean yourself up before you came to church. A lot of you tried to clean yourself up spiritually. Oh, I'm going to go to church for a while, and I'm going to get my act together. No, you need to come to Jesus. But John was sent ahead to prepare the road, to prepare the way. He called the people to get off of what they're doing and come and prepare the way for the Lord. Now listen to what I'm telling you. It goes on to say, every valley shall be exalted and every mountain And hills shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. What's he talking about? He's talking about the valleys shall be exalted. Listen to me. You can know that there's a day coming when Jesus Christ will come back. And like I said, he'll put his foot up on the ground, and the ground will will level out. There will be things the Bible talks about that it will level out the ground, level out the walking place. You know, when they prepare, even over in the Middle East, when they prepare for a, a maybe a... a some great big person to come from one nation to another, they will send somebody ahead and clean up the road. They'll clean up all the road. They'll prepare it. They get down at the railroad. If we had big bosses riding a train, they would. a bunch of the owners would get on there and ride trains. And when they would bring that special train through, they would have us hide behind buildings with boxcars because they didn't want them to see stuff sitting around. They cleaned it up, made it look good, Rand, but we knew the truth. There was a lot of mess going on. But when them bosses came, when them big owners came by, they wanted to put on a good show, so they cleaned up everything. I even had them come the time that they built the Toyota plant. They came and painted our old engine, put a new coat of black paint on it. And I told that guy, I said, man, they ought to have them guys build another place down here or something. We we don't ever get these engines cleaned. He didn't want me to say that in front of nobody. But they cleaned up everything. So what I'm trying to tell you is the preparation is clean it up. You know the things you're doing in this life, you can't do and walk for God. Our world is doing that all the time. They're walking in this world claiming to be Christians. All the way from Hollywood to the the White House to everywhere else. They all claim that they're Christians. But none of them wants to walk a road of holiness. No one wants to get on that road because that road is going to cost you something. That road is the road God has prepared for his children to walk. It's talking about the valley. Those valleys of life will be lifted up and those mountains of problems will be made low. Did you know when you start walking with Christ on the holy road, all of a sudden, all these things, they begin to fall off, don't they? You know what? I used to worry and worry and worry, but I don't have to worry no more. I'm walking with him. He tells me, don't cast your cares upon me. Do not fear. Do not let those things take you back to where you're in bondage to those things no more. I have set you free from those things. So the valleys that you're going through, he, when you become a, a child of God and begin to walk this walk, this holy walk, guess what? You get lifted up. You get lifted up off that ground like that track. You're on a higher ground. Christian, we should be walking a higher ground. I'm not your judge. I'm not putting you down. I'm talking to me too. We need to walk a better ground. We need to live a higher life than what we're living. And I ain't talking about things or how we look. I'm talking about walking in this holy walk with God. He goes on to say, the crooked should be made straight. That means the curves in life, they're made straight. You know what, it don't mean that you'll never have problems. But not one problem can take you off the track not one problem take you off the road that God has given you to walk. If God prepared a road for you and called you by a name, guess what? He can take you from here to there. I don't care what's in the way, he'll take you through. Because there's victory walking with Jesus. And the, the other one says rough places made plain. That means he clears the rocks. When they build a track, I was down there when they built that Toyota plant years ago. And when they built that Toyota plant, they came in and they scraped off all the ground. And then they began to build it up. They began to bring dirt and rocks. And they built it up because why they had to build a track. They probably went a half a mile back there to get to the plant off of our mainline tracks. And they would build it. And I was down there because we were bringing switches and all kinds of stuff and track down there for them. And they, I would watch them how they would landscape it and turn it because when they brought these big, long auto racks in there and they started shoving them, they couldn't go sharp curves. They had to take big sweeping curves. And you're talking about smooth road. It was just as smooth. You could shove all that stuff. You'd have 35, 40 auto racks shoving them up, up at the same time up on that hill. But it was smooth. It was set up that way. They cleared it, made it. Do you know God's cleared your way? Don't you know God has taken care of everything you're going to face? He knows your life. He knew it from the time he called your name. He knew what you'd go through. He knows you're who you marry. He knows when he runs you, run you into that person that you're going to live your life together with. He knows why he brought you that way. Sometimes we don't want to go the way God wants. Or sometimes we haven't been better off with we'd have asked mom and dad to pick it for us. I know you don't want to hear that. I know. In John the third, it goes on to the last verse of that. It says, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and for all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And on John, down in Luke 3, this is talking about John the Baptist, fulfilling this scripture that was written in the 40th chapter. And it says here in verse 3 of Luke 3, it says, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. I think what he's telling it, he's telling, John the Baptist was telling prepare to make a change. Prepare because when you repent, there's going to be a change made. You can't just go and sign the book of a church and call yourself on my way to heaven. You have to come to him. Prepare yourself to accept Jesus into your life. John is telling, he's coming. John says, prepare the way for it. It says, and then it goes on again, of every valley to be filled, the mountains, it goes through that all again. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, why am I reading that? Number one, I said it. John the Baptist is not our Savior. But John the Baptist came preaching repentance. He came preaching repentance. Prepare the way of the Lord. Now I want you to hear what Jesus said in Mark 1, 14 and 15. He said, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. He says, repent. And then he says, believe the gospel. How many knows there's a difference here? Repent you and believe the gospel. John the Baptist was preaching the repentance, but now... You're focused on who you got to believe. See, I don't go and pray to John the Baptist. I go and pray to my Savior. I go and I know that when my Savior told me to repent, I don't get saved. You don't get saved by just saying, I I said I was sorry. I want you to know Jesus Christ put it in the right place. You're going to repent and you're going to believe this gospel. If you don't believe the gospel, you're missing it. I'm sorry to tell you, but if you don't want, if you're going to, you're not going to accept what Christ did 2,000 years ago and turn around and walk the other way. Because why? He not only said, he not only said that, let me say it, he not only said believe the gospel, but he says, come and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. It costs you something to walk with Jesus. Jesus. It cost the apostles something to walk with Jesus. And it cost every person that's going to walk this way of holiness. The world don't like you when you walk that road of holiness. You act holy in your workplace, they won't like you, I promise you. You just talk about loving Christ and they'll tell you you're messed up. And that's why they're removing it. They don't want it in our country. It's a sad thing when it says on our money, That in God we trust, but we're not allowed to talk about him. They don't want you to believe in him. They don't want you to accept him. They have decided we know a better way where nobody gets condemned. And you know what? We're already under condemnation. We're putting ourselves deeper in condemnation. Because we won't turn to the very one that's got the road that leads home. In Romans chapter 10. I want you to hear this because if you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Because I want to tell you something. Jesus came on the scene after John the Baptist said he's coming. He came on the scene and he said, repent you and believe this gospel. Now listen to what Paul said in Romans 10. This is a scripture most of the time when somebody gets saved. This is the scriptures we use. These are the scriptures we'll take you to and show you in the Bible. But in chapter 10, look at verse 8 first. It says, but what saith it? Talking about the word of faith. It says, what saith this word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. See, some people's going around, they got doctrines going around saying, oh, if you just believe in Jesus, then you ain't got no problems. And you know what? We got people dying every day that never knew Christ. But they'll claim they know him. They know of his name. They know of his story. But they've never accepted him into their heart. They've never decided, I need to walk this road of holiness. I don't need to con somebody and tell them, I don't need to please my parents and tell them, oh, I'm okay, I'm going to heaven. No, I need to get on there and let the evidence show that I'm walking this road of holiness. I mean, here's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to condemn them. I'm trying to put you down. I'm trying to tell you, remind you that the enemy will rock us all right back into this world. But we got to walk this road of holiness. I'm not talking about just Pentecostal. I'm talking about the whole church. He's coming back for a church that's looking for it. He's coming back for a church that's ready. Aren't we supposed to be getting ready? isn't he working on us isn't he preparing his bride to come and get that's what he's doing verse 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved how many knows there's two parts to that Number one is you got to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You gotta confess that he was the Son of the living God, the perfect sacrifice that laid down his life and died for my sin. The only way I can get my sins forgiven is go to him. I'm not going to someone else. I can't go to John the Baptist, but I can go to Jesus. Because the the road has been paved. It's already been paid for. It was said this morning, the road is paid for. Jesus brought it to truth. He brought it to life. He made the road that you and I are to walk on. Walk the road. And can I tell you something? Everything you read about him, every prophecy that was given of him, it helps you to know him better. It helps you to understand the steps that you need to be making. It says, verse 10, that with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You not only got to confess, but you got to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. How many knows Jesus defeated death? How many knows what's on every one of us in this room? Every person in this world, guess what's on them? They're dying. But Jesus rose again. Jesus defeated death for you and I. Nobody else can claim that. There's no Buddhist, there's no one else can claim, no other religion can claim what Jesus, he defeated death for you and I. He paid the price. That's why we not only have to believe in who he was when he came to that, but we got to accept him, receive him, believe him, and receive him. Then you're a child of God and you can, guess what? You have been put up on the road. What you do with that road is up to you. You walk on that road or maybe you don't want to walk on that road. You'll begin to walk and you'll say, I don't like this. I ain't getting much attention this way. I'd like to go the other way. You know what? People's doing it every day. They're walking off the road. But I'm going to tell you something. There is a highway to holiness. There's a highway that Jesus Christ paid for you and I to walk. And he ain't picking out our church. He's picking all church. He's coming after one church. It says for the scripture says whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. First Corinthians 15 there's three verses there I'm going to read. Why am I going to read it? you got to know what this gospel is. I want not tell you what the gospel I want to tell you something Paul said real simple when he wrote to Corinthians. But he's talking about what happened. And he says in the 15th chapter, the third verse, for Paul said, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Let me tell you something. I don't know about you. But we ain't never going to get over it. he died for our sin. You can't set that on a back burner or write it in a book somewhere in the back and throw it in the back and say, oh, we're going on doing new things. We're having a good time. We're going to live happy. All the rest of-. No, you're not. You're going to walk where you know that if he died for our sins, Christ died. for. He came. Connie said it. He came and he was planted in the ground and he died for you and I that he could bring forth life for you and I. He was planted like the seed into the ground. He died according to the scripture, Paul said, and that he was buried, and that he arose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas and the twelve, and that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. How many? here's what I'm saying. There's a There is a definite understanding of what this gospel is. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died for you, that he was buried in a tomb, and that he arose the third day, and he was seen of witnesses, that he had defeated death. I don't know about you, but that's where I need to go to get saved. I don't need to go somewhere else. There ain't no other religion gonna give you that. There ain't no other religion. Nobody else can bring you in to this kingdom and make you a child of the king, a child of God. Only Jesus and what he's paid for. That is the gospel. Also, when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, they asked him in the 37th chapter, the second chapter, 37th verse, they asked him when they were convicted over what Peter was preaching Jesus to them, and they said to him, They asked him, what shall we do? They asked Peter and the disciples, well, then what are we to do? We've already done this. What are we to do? And Peter said to them, repent and believe. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There is one way to get to Jesus. There is one road to walk on, and that's the road that leads you to a holy life with Him. You can't walk on the side of the road. You know what? You're going to get defeated walking along watching the gospel. You got to get into the gospel, you got to begin to walk a higher ground than what you're walking. Don't accept That I gotta walk down here. No, if I'm gonna be any good, if my witness is gonna be any good, I gotta have victory, and that's walking in the middle of the road with him. I can't walk on this lower road, I gotta walk the road that he has paved and made. Back in Jeremiah, the eighth chapter, no, the sixth chapter, sixth chapter, there's two verses that Jeremiah said. I want you to hear it. It says, Thus saith the Lord Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk there in it, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, Listen to this, sounds like our world. But they said, We will not walk therein. Listen to me. Jeremiah, like Isaiah, was talking to Israel of how they needed to get back to the old path and walk where their forefathers walked, walk where Abraham talked about, walk where Moses showed them. They claimed Moses. They claimed the law. But yet they ran from it. They wanted to put it on you, but not them. And it says here, they would not. And then it says, verse 17, of the sixth chapter also i set a watchman over you saying hearken to the sound of the trumpet but they said we will not hearken isn't that pretty bold god set a watchman over them. ezekiel was a watchman jeremiah was a watchman he was trying to warn them he was blowing the trumpet warning warning don't go there but how many knows they went right off the way they was going. We will not turn away. We will go the way we want to. I see that in the church today. I can't help it. But I see it going on in the churches all over. They begin to walk their own way. They've got away from it. And the world don't see the difference in and them and, and uh, uh, what they call a Christian. They don't see the difference. They think everybody's, everybody ever pass, okay. Whichever church, whichever Uh, doctrine you want to accept, whichever religion you want to accept, they're all going to God. And I'll tell you right now, that's not true. You're going to find the way of holiness. It's the path. You have to prepare yourself the way for the Lord. Lord, prepare me. Prepare me. I feel like traveling on. Lord, I got to travel on on the right road. I can't travel on down this road I'm looking to die soon, okay? One of these days, I won't be here. But can I tell you, I got to stay on the right road. I can't get off on this other road. That ain't going to help me. It ain't going to help nobody that sees me. But you are the same. Me and you are the same. Every one of you that's got children, every one of you that's got somebody watching your life, maybe a little brother a little sister, It's important what you do. Show them Jesus. Show them the way that is right, the righteous way, not the wicked way, not what you can get around, but what you can find that you can walk in him. Jeremiah 18, one verse, verse 15. Jeremiah 18, verse 15. Because my people hath forgotten me, they have burned incense to vanity. They have caused them to stumble in their ways from the ancient past. To walk in paths in a way not cast up. What's that talking about? They're walking not on the highway of holiness. They're not walking on the road that has been lifting up above their problems that's lifting them up to be children of God you know God puts Christians on a pedestal sometimes and they ain't none of us want to be up there they ain't none of us say oh yeah watch me I'm a good Christian they ain't none of us doing that but sometimes God puts you right right in those places and he, he knows that you know that without him you're nothing but he also knows I need somebody to see you walking I need you to go through some of these problems and some of these trials just on account of I want them to know I can deliver you from your problems. See, we can get on that highway. I've I've met Christians. I've been times when I've seen them take some of the hardest, hardest news about a death, hardest news about things. Their heart was, I, I couldn't hardly imagine them Saying it to him, I couldn't hardly imagine. I remember my mother when her father died. I was 11 years old and I stood looking out the window, the kitchen window, when dad ran out the back and he ran through the little gate down her north side. And he ran across the street. Mom had just come back with Jane shopping right after Christmas. And I can remember my dad saying, your dad's dead. And my mom couldn't take her steps. She just began to wobble in her legs. She couldn't hold herself up. Let me tell you something. The worst news you think you could ever get, and yet God can give you victory to go forward. This world doesn't hold that on us. You know, God has made a way. He defeated death for you and I. We have hope because of him. We have victory because of him. This road is a higher road that we need to be walking that higher road. Don't sell yourself short. Jesus paid it already, it's already there. But they refused. They walk not on the high, holy highway and they take bypass. You ever see a bypass? Something built, you know, sometimes the, the old road's the best road. Sometimes the way to Christ is simply humbling yourself to it. Say, Lord, I need you. I need you in my life. I want you to make yourself real to me, Lord. I want you to understand, take away everything of me and let your presence fill my life. Help me to walk with you. Somebody come up so You guys come up if you will. One more scripture I want to read. It's in Matthew 11. You've heard it all your life. I want you to hear it again. It goes along with this. It says, come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. How many knows we need rest in this world? I need to find the road of rest. I need to be able to rest while I'm walking this world. There's a rest in him. And it says, take my yoke upon me, learn of me, Jesus said, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. This is the road. The road that leads home is walking the highway of holiness with Jesus. You know what? You're going to, have to, you're going to have to strive to walk because the enemy will fight you in every way, but he cannot stop you from living for Jesus. You can be down one day. You can go to bed at night sometimes and you prayed and you said, Lord, I've had such a hard day. I've had such bad news. I've had all these things that's facing me. But by the next day, God can give you hope and give you faith and give you strength. He can take away the fear and take away the doubt. And you can walk this road. Make up your mind. Lord, I don't want to walk alongside the gospel. I want to walk down the middle of the road. I want to walk with you. I want to be holy. I want to be true. I want to be pure. I want to know that I'm saved. I don't have to ask mom and dad. I don't have to ask nobody else. Lord, do I know you. Lord, can I feel your presence? Can I call your name? I know you fill me up. Everybody stand, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's the way that leads home. Prodigal son, he found that way home. He found the road that led him home. When he came to the end of himself, when he came to himself, and he remembered his father, and he remembered what it was like to live in that home, all of a sudden the place that he tried to get so far away from became so so much of hope inside of me Lord I'll just be a servant I'll tell my father I'm not worried to be a son but I'll be his servant and you know the story the father saw him coming he said get the best get the best robe and put it on him kill the fatted calf my son was lost now he's found he's came home Don't you know Jesus is calling you home? I've wandered far away from God, but now I'm coming home. The path of sin too long I've tried, but now I'm coming home. Don't wait till it's too late. You have not a promise for tomorrow. Only thing you have is Him. He's the victory over this world the flesh and the devil he's the victory if you need to pray if you don't know Christ you come I think this is a very simple message but I wanted to go back to what it means to accept Jesus I wanted to go back to talking about It makes a difference. You can't pray to Mary. You can't pray to the preacher. You can't pray to your mom and dad. You have to call upon him. He's the only Savior. He says you have to believe, you have to confess that you know it's him. Confess the Lord. That's what the thief on the cross, he confessed that he was Lord. Remember me when you go into your kingdom. He knew he would live right past death. He Jesus knew it when he said it, you'll be with me in paradise. We need that promise today. God's people needs to talk about the victory. Not about a, you know what? I I sat there the other day with Duran and Richard Vaughn and Tom, and we we got tickled at each other because all we were talking about is old people having problems. We all got our aches and our pains and we were taking turns telling them. Isn't that sad? We're Christians. We're children of God going home. Going to have a new body someday soon. But sometimes we fall right into those old traps of just talking about our poor old miserable selves. Praise God, he's been good to us. Praise God, he opened our eyes, and he gave us life. You don't know him, you come, for they sing.
0: Some trials may come from day to day. Heartaches and sorrows may come my way. But nothing can stop me from holding on with Jesus.
3: said I can see all of you standing there, all of you sitting there, but I can't see your heart. And that's why it's so important to address what God is saying. It's so important to hear that God's calling your name. You know what? God kept warning Israel. He warned them and warned, them. he told he told Jeremiah, don't even look at their faces. They're not going to receive what you're saying, but I sent you to tell them anyway. And I'm not saying that's going on here. I'm just saying our world's doing that. But isn't it it better that someone gets the opportunity to come to Jesus? We have to. I don't want one person to miss heaven. I don't want one person to go out of here that don't know they're ready. If Jesus should part the sky and call his children home. You might think that's a fairy tale, but read your Bible. Just the same as Jesus came the first time, didn't make sense to him, but he did. He fulfilled all the scripture. He's going to fulfill the scripture again. He's coming again. He's coming to get his bride. You don't want to be left behind. We have to go on, friend. you're here and you don't know him you come while they sing